This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 331, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 16th. This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 331. This is our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, December the 16th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Every week we take a look at the comics that came out the previous week, uh, give a quick rundown, some of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, this week I only got a, got a chance to read six of the uh, various releases uh, that came out from Marvel, DC, and select other companies. Uh, so it's going to be relatively short. Uh, it's the week of Christmas. This is going out on the 23rd. Um, so this will come out the day before Christmas Eve. Um, as you can imagine, it's a busy time of year, which is why I only got a chance to read six comics. Although I will say, I put a, way too much energy getting caught up in reading all my backlog. So now all I have to read is everything that I didn't get a chance to read from December sixteenth. So at least I'm I'm pretty current. I had, I had like a stack. Uh, a large stack of comics to get through. Uh, so I finally am almost all caught up, so now I'm just looking at everything from December 16th. Uh, if I don't get everything finished by uh, the day this goes up on the 23rd, then I will officially be behind again. Yay! It's hard keeping up. I know, first world problems, right? I mean, seriously. Uh, anyways, let's just talk about some comics. Uh, first up this week, alphabetically, is all-new X-Men number 2. Um, I'm really digging this. It's by Dennis Hopeless. Um, he's the writer. It's illustrated by Mark Bagley. There's just something... I don't even know if the word hopeful is necessarily the case, but there's just something a little lighter and fun about this book. That being said, there's some serious things that happen. But there's a certain... I don't know... Action... Not even action. There's a certain adventure comic kind of... You know, teens on the road doing their thing. Um, trying to rescue Cyclops. Cyclops ending up in jail. Him dealing with these ghost Cyclops which is actually a pretty cool concept. I'm surprised it hasn't kind of happened before, considering, you know, Cyclops was on the run after AVX anyway, so it's not like they couldn't have done this story necessarily before. But I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. I like the way that they're using pickles here. Uh, again, it's a fun comic. At times, I thought Bagel's art was a little off, but for the most part, I thought it was very consistent. It was an enjoyable read. And I think I, what I like about this is that I think of all the X books that are kind of out right now, this is the most optimistic in its own way. And probably the more fun. Uh, Extraordinary X-Men just feels very dire and doom and gloom, and I don't know if I'm really that interested in that. That being said, the X-Men are often doom and gloom, but there's just something more about it that I find more bleak. Whereas here, it just it feels like it has a little bit more optimism, even though there's still dark things happening, even though they're dealing with heady concepts. The idea that, you know, young Cyclops is, hates who he is, basically, and hates what he's supposed to become and hates being around people that remind him of who he has become uh, in terms of the future Cyclops. So it's really interesting to kind of look at that character and why he struggles. Um, I really dug it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Very solid read. Um, I don't think I... I was not disappointed at all. I got a very good comic. I was very happy with it. Probably one of the first books I actually read off my pile. Uh, then we have Batman Europa number two. I guess I didn't even realize that this was going to be each issue by a different uh, artist, which kind of bummed me out a little, just because I was really enjoying the art previously. Not to say I didn't like Kamikoli's art here. Uh, the story is by Matteo Casale and it's written by and Brian Reza Azzarello. Art by Giuseppe Kamikoli. It's um, very different for Kamikoli. I would not originally have thought that it was him. The, the way that the colors look almost reminds me of... Um, uh, Manipole, although looking at the colors, I guess they're by um, Kamikoli as well. They're really nice colors. Um, they remind me of um, um, 
Brian Bujolato's colors over Manipal's artwork uh, over uh, when they were doing, um, I guess, what was it, Flash? And it, was, it has that kind of similar style. I like the old school Batman costume. You got the you know the gray and the blue undies. I like him teaming up with the Joker's pretty interesting. Um, it doesn't have the same visual pop that the Lee stuff had in terms of the kind of the stylized look, but the storytelling is very strong here. Um, I really enjoyed what Kamikoli put down. I thought it was good. It's it's just kind of it's a fun story that isn't in any way really dependent on continuity. It's just kind of doing its own thing, and I like that. And it's very easy to jump into. It's very clear classic interpretations of Batman and the Joker, and kind of seeing them having to team up is an interesting concept. So I'm going to give this an eight. It was it was a solid read. I think a lot of the books that came out this week were quite solid. Um, next up, we have Justice League. It's just a bummer that we don't have um, uh, Faybach doing the art. Not to say that. I'm not enjoying the art by um, uh, Manipole because it's great art, but it's just it's visually a little different. There's a a little bit of a less of a, um, I, I almost want to say pointed nature, but there's a certain uh, a look that um, that the previous artist Jason Fabok was imbuing the title with, and it was very strong and the colors were very distinct. And here it's a very different palette because of what um, Manipul does with colors. And it's interesting to see him color his own work as opposed to having Bucciolato do it. And it's similar but different. Um, so the stories, it feels like the story is moving along quite slowly. And I think that's part of the problem is that this is the sixth chapter and I don't feel like we're getting a lot of forward momentum here. Um, I mean, we're slowly moving forward but not enough. Um, I'm going to give the issue maybe a, a six. I think they had strong art. Um, I think the story could have been a little bit tighter, and I, I think it's getting away from John's, whereas I think the art was good, uh, although I personally, for this book and this storyline, thought that Faybach was maybe a better fit. But the artwork is still very nice. I mean, it's, it's Francis Manipal. I don't think the guy can do a bad page. Um, I just don't know if it was the best fit. Just and I, part of this is the visual consistency of the book because you're reading an, an overall storyline and there's a very big, big stylistic change between um, what we were getting from Faybach and whoever was coloring his work to this work by Manipal doing it all himself where he does the pencils, inks, and colors. Uh, it's still very entertaining and very good, but it's it's very different. And in the middle of a storyline where this is part six, do you want something that's different or do you want something that's visually consistent? And I don't think it is. Um, anyways, I'm going to give the issue a 6 out of 10. Uh, next up is probably one of my favorite comics of the year already, even though this is only the second issue, um, or favorite titles, I should say. Written by Grant Morrison, illustrated by Dan Mora, uh, Claus. Um, I absolutely love this book. Now, I think part of my absolute love for this is more the, the artwork by Mora. I think his his uh, characters are fantastic. I, th- I just think that... Everything in here is so clearly illustrated. Um, you get like the characters. There's so much depth to the art. Um, I think the art is just absolutely the selling point here. Um, there's, and there's something about what the way he makes claws. I mean, Morrison does, writes a good script. Don't get me wrong; it's a good Morrison script without going crazy. And I thought it would go in a different direction after the first issue because it was getting a little bit weirder at the end. But instead, it goes almost more Batmanish, um, which I thought was co- a cool way to go. And, again, it reminds me of the um, uh, 
uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I think that's the name of the, the classic Rankin Bass special. Uh, it reminds me of that, but in a very modern uh, Batmanish way. Like he's still the rogue. He's still doing things he shouldn't be doing, but in a more violent way. And he's a, he's a very cool kind of character. Seeing the Santa Claus, you know, uh, Year One is a very cool concept. And but again, I think the artwork by Mora is the huge thing for me. I, I think he, it's his artwork that really grabs me. The story's good. Don't don't get me wrong. It is an entertaining story. Familiar though, so it's not necessarily all that. Uh, brand new, but the art really grounds it and makes you uh, just it pulls you in, and it re- it's really what makes me a big fan is is that Mora's artwork is just brilliant. I want to seek out his work in other places. I've never seen any work by Dan Mora before, and now I just want to find out other titles with his artwork and see if it's as good as this, or is this something different? If it, is he trying something different as an artist, or is this representative of who he usually is as an artist? It makes me ask those questions, and that's a big deal to pick up a book and be like, I want to know more about this artist because it's that good. How often does that happen? I mean, that you're so blown away by an artist that you're like, I need to find out more. Uh, Especially once you're a jaded comic reader who's seen a lot of different artistic styles over the years. Uh, Next up, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Loved it. My favorite book of the week. Next up is uh, Silk. and This is issue number 2. Really dug this. This is again one of my... I'd probably put this maybe 11 on my top 15 books of the year. Uh, in general, uh, it's written by Robbie Thompson. Our work in this issue by Tana Ford, uh, who definitely has a slightly different take. It's still visually consistent. If there's where I'm going with a, the idea of consistency, but it is a little different than the previous issue. Um, I liked it though. There's just something about this character and the way that she's being written here. I really gravitate towards. She's trying to do. She really is literally burning the candle at both ends. We see that you know she's exhausted at work. She's pushing herself in all these different directions. She's doing heists with Black Cat. She's doing her own investigations into the Goblin Nation. She's also working at the Fact Channel. There's so much going on, yet it never feels too stuffed. Uh, the, at the very end of the issue, Peter Parker shows up, which I thought was cool. And it's very different, right, to see Peter Parker dressed in a suit. And it's, in, it's almost more interesting to see him from an outsider's perspective as opposed to reading his own book, where he's the primary character. Seeing him showing up in other books as this new version of Peter actually makes me more interested in his status quo more so than reading his own goddamn book isn't that weird and messed up like i'm more interested in seeing peter as a businessman when he's not in his own book um maybe it's just because of the way slot writes him or it just he feels different here and i think that makes it more interesting and i'm more excited to see what what comes from this uh i'm gonna give this an 8 out of 10 as well and then we have kind of a big release we have uh squadron supreme number one um I really don't even know how I feel about this. It's written by James Robinson, artwork by Leonard Kirk. I think Leonard Kirk's artwork is fantastic. Um, the whole concept of the Squadron Supreme going up against uh, Atlantis and then going up against um, uh, Namor and killing Namor. I mean, there's got to be more to it, right? I mean, this isn't can't be the end for Namor because I think people would be too upset about it. He gets decapitated here. Um, pretty crazy shit. Uh, Atlantis gets destroyed. It makes you a little uncomfortable because Squadron Supreme is supposed to be the heroes and they feel more like villains here. Um, it's interesting, too, just because of the different versions we're getting. We're getting a Nighthawk from Supreme Power. Um, we're getting uh, what the Doctor Spectrum that was introduced by Hickman on the, I guess, the Great Society or whatever she was called, whatever she was. She saw her world destroyed because of Namor. Uh, which why she really wants to go up against him. We have the Hyperion that previously had been an Avenger, which I think is, makes it harder to see him kill someone like this, is because he didn't act like that at all uh, previously, and so seeing him kind of take that heel turn is, is hard to stomach. 
Um, I'm giving it the benefit of doubt. I think that it could definitely go somewhere interesting. I think it is going somewhere interesting. I'm excited to see more of James Robinson writing Steve Rogers and um, Jim Hammond. Um, so I think, you know, I, I'm really excited to see where they go from here. There's a lot going on. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. So 886987 today. So, uh, you know, those, those are some... There's there just a lot of good comics this week. I mean, I guess that's what it comes down to is that there's a lot of good comics... And the average rating of all six comics would be 7.67. So, I mean, that's that's a good week in terms of what I read. Uh, books I did not get a chance to read. There's a lot of them, but some of the highlights are the ones I'm most excited to read when I get to them are uh, Batman and Robin Eternal 11, as I'm finally caught up. So I think I read three issues before I'm, I'm just ready to get caught up now. And now I am, so i got to read issue 11. Um, new issue of... Um, Secret Six, uh, Superman American Alien, I finally read the first issue of that, and as well as a new uh, chapter or tie-in, I'm not sure, of uh, Robin War and We Are Robin, as I think I'm all caught up on that as well. Yeah, I am. Um, got Uncle Scrooge number nine came out from Marvel. There's All New Humans number two, Amazing Spider-Man 1.1. I read the first page, and I was like, I don't know if I can get through this Bianchi artwork. Like, it was... I'm just not a huge fan of his work in general. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I wasn't blown away in that first page, and it made me put the comic down and say, I, maybe, maybe later, not now. So that doesn't fill me with um, excitement. Uh, there's Darth Vader Annual number one, Illuminati number two, a new issue of Kanan, uh, Mighty Marvel number two, sorry, Mighty Thor, I should say, uh, Miss Marvel number two, the launch of Starbrand and Night Mask, which I'm surprised they're even doing that as a book. Uh, I haven't read the entire thing, so I couldn't comment on it, but uh, Ultimate End, number five. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number three. Uncanny and Humans, number three. Web Warriors, number two, which I'm actually excited about, as well as Weird World, number one. If we take a look at comics coming out uh, the day this, re- this podcast goes out, which will be the 23rd of December, uh, we've got the uh, Absolute Green, Green Lantern, Green Arrow hardcover, which is, I'm surprised it took them so long to put it together and actually put that out. Uh, new issue of Aquaman. A uh, new show, obviously, of Batman and Robin Eternal, of Cyborg, which I just read two issues of, so I'm finally caught up on that. New issue of Deathstroke. Um, we've got um, a new issue of Gotham by Midnight. New issue of Justice League of America. Hopefully, Brian Hitch is actually doing this one. A uh, new chapter of Robin War and Robin, Son of Batman, number seven. And then there's Superman 47 and Sinestro 18, as well as uh, Robin War tie-in of Teen, Hi- Teen Titans and the third issue of Titans Hunt. Um, over at IDW, we'll have um, Walt Disney Comics and Stories 726, as well as an X-Files Xmas special, which is $7.99. That's a big price point. Um, we've got from Image Comics, new issues of Chew, of uh, Nameless, of Saga. That's issue number 32 of Saga. And then over at Marvel, we've got Amazing Spider-Man number 5. Uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson number 4. Daredevil number 2. A new chapter of Vader Down and Darth Vader 14. Um, we've got the Extraordinary X-Men number 4, as well as Deadpool number 4. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 2. New Avengers number 4. Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, number one, Spider-Woman, two, Star-Lord, two, Venom Space Knight, two, a lot of twos, and the X-Men Epic Collection trade paperback called The Gift, or just Gift. On previews, it calls it the, the just Gift, but I feel like it should be The Gift, otherwise it just sounds weird. Anyways, that's everything coming out uh, on the 23rd of December. Merry Christmas, everybody. Our next episode should be up in a couple days. Um, I'm hoping for the 25th. It might be a Christmas episode. It may not. Depends on scheduling at this point. But uh, hopefully it's a Christmas episode. Uh, thank you for another year of comic shenanigans. If you're downloading the show, I really appreciate it. Um, episode 334 
as long if the schedule doesn't change, should be a conversation with Frank Thierry as we talk about his current work on Hercules. Sorry, not Hercules. He's worked on Hercules in the past, but now he's writing Black Knight, Catwoman, and The Hangman. So he's got three books all at once. And we also talk about uh, his time on Wolverine, his big breakthrough in Iron Man, and many other things. So that's an uh, episode to look forward to. That'll be actually our first episode of the new year. That'll be releasing on January the 1st, 2016. Thanks again for joining us for Comic Shenanigans. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.